Welcome to the Stranger Things Podcast, your Stranger Things Podcast, where we discuss all new Stranger Things TV shows, everything you need to know about Stranger Things. That's what this podcast is about entirely. I am one of your hosts, and I love Stranger Things. My name is Jacob Burrows. And my name is Jim Scampoli, the co-host of the Stranger Things Podcast. We discuss all Stranger Things and other shows. Oh, that! Oh, tsh, don't talk about the other shows, Jim. Let's get them hooked. Let's get them subscribed real quick, and then you know, in a year, they'll they'll remember when a new episode pops up, or maybe a year and a half, because it takes time to make this masterpiece. We're here to discuss chapters four through six. Uh, if you missed our initial discussion, if you want spoiler-free talk or anything like that, please do check out our first Stranger Things season two discussion, where we do a spoiler-free thing and then go through episodes one through three. Now we're gonna do four, five, and six, and I have to say, I feel nice because these are all the episodes I've seen, so I can say anything in this moment. You still have to guard that waggly little tongue of yours so you don't slip anything out, because this is for all of you who've only watched up until episode six. No spoilers beyond that. Well, spoilers up through episode six of Stranger Things 2. Not necessarily season two. They call it Stranger Things 2. It's clean. Yeah. I like that. I like that they're chapters and not episodes. Please do go into the audio later, Jim, and edit out every time I say episode and replace it with chapter, because uh, clearly they're chapters, and that's way more cool and classy. Now, these cha- uh, the titles of these chapters are Chapter 4, Will the Wise, Chapter 5, Dig Dug, and Chapter 6, The Spy. Uh, now, I mean, we've already did. We've already gone over our general thoughts on the season in our previous episode so we will we are just saying that it's like we just said spoilers through episodes one through six at this point of stranger things two correct absolutely we're gonna start getting into details pretty much immediately short version is we like stranger things here at the stranger things podcast otherwise we'd have a bad concept for this podcast um yeah so chapter four as you said will the wise yes and that's the name of Will's well, old D&D character. Yeah, because where we last left Will, he was being um, uh, assaulted by the lost smoke monster, otherwise known as the shadow monster, who's yeah. been messing with Will as he keeps kind of... I mean, they never fully uh, really get into what's... Like, is he disappearing into this... He's just in his mind, but he's in the upside down, or is he actually in the upside down? And then, like flashing back and forth like when you're switching channels on a TV? Um, well, he has true sight, Jim. And if that doesn't explain everything to you, uh, I, I don't know where you've been. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess that's the explanation we have so far. Basically, that he, I mean, clearly he just, like, it's this thing of, like, they dug too deep and he came back and a piece of the darkness came back with him. But then that's literally what happened because he coughed up uh, Dart. So that was piece was with him. That's not the important piece. The important piece is in his brain mind, where, uh, where, where, yeah, he's still got this weird connection to the upside down. Where, I mean, the upside down and the present exist side by side. So that's why I guess it makes sense that he just kind of glitches, like you said, like a TV and sees into that reality, maybe the true reality or a version of it. So, or uh, up yeah, upside down, maybe. What did? You- Oh. Side by side, up by down. All right, forget it. Mm. Yeah, forget it. all. It wasn't all even the directions. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, he's he's getting that... blasted with the darkness anyway. So now he's definitely got a piece of the dark upside, inside out, with him in his insides. 
Well, that's one of my one of my qualms. I don't even know if I'm using that word right, but that's one of my nitpicks with this season. Given this is a show about uh, like another dimension, monsters and whatnot, but I feel like this season or this Stranger Things, this sequel plays a little fast and loose with some of the logic and the rules of what what is what. Now, given it's uh, fiction, they can do whatever they want, but I like. I like when there's a logic to the universe, to the world, where the audience can understand. You don't have to understand everything to a T, but they play a little fast and loose, like with this stuff with, with his uh, mind sight. What is it? What do they call it again? Is now memories or no well, true sights? True sight. I do like the now memories. That's kind of right. like their new upside down. I'm like, I see what I like what you're doing there, Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, but just this whole thing of. Uh, I mean, I guess they, they hinted uh, at what what's going on a little bit with, uh, I guess it was in episode three, where the uh, where um, Joyce can kind of see it as well on the screen, like on the mm-hmm. video when she watches the tape. Yeah, I and, like that. Oh, I get we glossed over, but oh, what what a great little gag where she's trying to put the VHSC in the VCR and then fall <laughs> oh, yeah. to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, that's a VHSC. You're going to have to go ahead and connect the, and, you know, he's calling all the cables. Great stuff. But that's episode three. We're on episode four. Yeah. Bob's just a problem solver. And apart from that one time, you know, uh, which led to Will being consumed by darkness, he's really just helped everyone out all the way through. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, I don't feel exactly the same. I, 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 I agree because of clarity more for the story's sake like i believe in the laws like it makes sense to me that he can see into this world and kind of is half connected to it like i don't have a problem with it but i like logically but just for the story it would have been nice to have more clarity especially as we discussed last time with 11 just kind of crawl them back in and crawl them back out and now the holes are closed and now those holes everywhere uh oh we burned it we didn't check in the sub basement oh man like yeah so so i mean i i feel where you're coming from is that more or less the like is that the gripe you have with the rules the true site a little bit because i just get concerned again they're not doing anything egregious they're always just kind of coming right up on the edge but when you start to to do anything it's almost like well then you can just have will say you know hocus pocus almagocus and all of a sudden he's not connected to the uh, the upside down you know what i mean when when you start playing too fast and loose with like what how things are happening or how things are connected and how they make sense. I get worried that then that means you can just snap your fingers and then, Oh, well, this isn't a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. But again, this is just more like nitpicking, like, you know, uh, given will has a connection cause he's been there and he was in that weird cocoon. But yeah. what, what actually happens to him when he goes and has these episodes, like he ran out of the school and he's in the field. So is he, he's, in our world, he's also still running, but we just don't see what he's running from. I mean, yes, because he's also walked out of the arcade, and then they're kind of like, well, what you doing? At that house, he was hiding like behind their porch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I believe that part of it. I do feel like now that he's taken over by darkness, there is... There's a clear difference, but I feel like it could have been even more clear where before he was like almost out of it and then he got sucked in and became like this danger thing because it's supposed to be because he stops 
and faces the monster, he sort of gets totally messed up. And it feels like he wasn't going to get away anyway. Like, no one was going to fix Will in any other way right now because he was already experiencing these episodes to the degree that he was so messed up. So so the difference is, yeah, we he's, now this monster is in his brain, but it's almost like looking back on the previous episodes, like, wasn't the monster in his brain? And then it's like, no, he could, in the storm, he felt the monster's feelings. And that's like, well, that's kind of similar to what he's doing now. It's just more. So, but I guess if the monster is creating demigorgons, is that what they're called? Yeah. Uh, Maybe, uh, like, that's, yeah, as you said, he was in the pod. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense that the connection is even stronger. I'm just saying this whole darkness thing doesn't feel like a change. It just feels like this, like, he could have been acting the way he is right now, even without the big darkness thing, just as a progression of him getting worse. So that why that's why it doesn't feel super dramatic at this point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, we'll probably talk a bit more about it when we get to the back half, but... Yeah, I'm with you. I think that I think that makes sense. And and, you know, it's a nice they they're they're killing it with the cliffhangers, making you want to go ahead and click watch next to get mm-hmm. to that next episode. And there's a nice scene at the beginning, like with him and Joyce and uh, like he's explaining like how he can feel like it's he can feel it all around him, all within him. And he's got this deeper connection now with the upside down. Yeah, this is also, like, again, they're cutting to images of what he's talking about. Like, he's talking about this dark thing being everywhere, and they just show what just happened. And this is where I feel like, yeah, it makes sense, but it's not necessary. And for me, it's kind of taking away from the scene, because it's almost, it feels like they're cutting away. Like, I would cut away to that if the kid couldn't act to, like, intensify the emotion. But the glimpses we see of him are actually really good for being, you know, four years old or whatever he is. Um, as we referenced last episode, he's really young. But, uh, yeah, he, he's, like, he's tearing up. He, he, he does it really well. And I feel a scene with a kid explaining about some darkness inside him is way creepier if you don't cut away to like a big monster going blur. Like it's much worse if you just have that scene and you have this futility in her mind of like, I can't do anything to fight this monster, but her still committing to do that. Because we see these glimpses, uh, I, I think the scene suffers for it. Although this is not the worst instance of them doing that. I completely agree. Yeah, because I forgot that they did that here too. And especially it's like, we just saw it. You don't yeah. need to show us what we just saw. We know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and, and all these kids are good. And Will Will we didn't get to see a lot of in season one. Um, but Will does a lot of great stuff, like the actor, uh, the actor that plays Will. Um, yeah. so yeah, you let him like let that play out. You don't need to oversell it to us. We're already in on this show. Uh so yeah, I completely agree on that. Yeah, with that said, I mean it's um it's it's almost like they had I don't think this is how they did it but it feels like it was almost like how are we going to fuck up the walls this time like what are we going to put all over the house to make it seem all crazy and bananas and and then they do this drawing which I think is really cool then later they take pictures of the drawings and put it on a table so there's photographs of drawings on a wall laid out on a table and and that's later in another episode but i just felt like okay we're taking it at another level it was like if if in next season they're like uh 
This monster eats walls, but you know, we gotta make an even creepier drawing, or I don't know. Like, it, this time it's a ghost in a photograph, and it's like, yeah, we, we saw, we, you already put all the things in, in, in this show by now. Yeah, I had that in my notes as well. It's just basically their new Christmas lights with the letters. And I guess it's fine because it's a sequel. And that's yeah. like a common sequel thing where you do the thing you did before, but in a small, like, like a small, different way, small, different, but bigger way. And yeah, now it's, it's these papers that are strewn all about and up the walls and on the floor and through all the rooms. Yeah. Um, There's two and- things I just wanted, sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to mention that first off, like when they actually take the drawings and they're like, but they connect. And I'm yeah. like, no, they don't. I mean, yeah, they do because it's in the script, but the part you just held up doesn't connect any more than any other straight line. It's like a fucking puzzle, but those, like, all the pieces are the same. And there's no, like, the way they, and then when they're, it's kind of all laid out, but then they'll have one paper and they're looking for the empty spot. You wouldn't have, <laughs> you wouldn't have That's... had that empty spot. You wouldn't have. That's not how dimensions work. Like, Bob is right when he comes in and, like, it's not to scale. And, I mean, if you put something up a wall, and then the dis I, I don't think that's how physics work. I'm no like mathematician on squares and boxes and whatnots, but it doesn't feel like it. And here's what I also wanted to say that last season, the reason it was sorry, last it, they don't have seasons in Stranger Things one. Yeah, um the, yeah, the first yeah, one. The first Stranger Things, they did the reason it was so intense and great when she was putting the Christmas lights up was that she was in this desperate mode where everyone's gonna think she's crazy and she seems totally crazy and we the viewers almost think that she is and she's tearing up the walls and seeing things we don't know what's real she doesn't know what's real she's going crazy the phone keeps ringing and he's like almost hearing a whisper and now like when that stuff's happening in this season like i was saying i i like that they introduce new characters grounded in realism because when when like (laughs) When, when Mike, for example, hears someone talking on the walkie-talkie, and he's like, was that 11? And they're like, oh, it wasn't. And it's like, of course it's 11. Like, you should realize that if you hear a whisper on the radio, no, that's how this world works. And this is all a long-winded way of saying that her putting stuff on the walls, like, the motivation for it isn't as great right now. Uh, and it's not going to be as intense and as satisfying as like, we finally made contact with Will, who we've been looking for. Now it's kind of like, oh, it's the monster. And we already knew that when he like picked up, like, I'm sure you realized as, uh, and I'm talking to the viewers too. I don't think anyone when he started scribbling was like, it's just crazy scribbles. There's not going to be a hidden message. And because he's doing it like that, it's like, well, they're going to have to put it together. So we already like, we're already... We already know already that that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and and Joyce, is that her name? Yes, Joyce. She she just she walks around and she's kind of has a mug of coffee, almost like, hmm, does it go here? Does it go there? And it's just, I get that she has, and she does well in these scenes when she, when she's with her kid and like expressing her frustration. But it's like she doesn't have the same obviously energy and driving force and it's the second time it's happening so it's not going to be as intense but also it's not as central to the story i guess i mean i i didn't dislike it i'm just saying why as a sequel it's just not going to be the same thing and that's why it feels almost like repetition for repetition's sake yeah yeah it's just a small it's it, well because it's not a, just a small shout out i 
and yeah, yeah. in the grand scheme of things it is but there's still it's a central point and it comes back a few times so you're kind of like all right all right we get it we know we we're there we, we we're we're with you stranger things yeah um, i mean that said i i liked it and it does help set the mood and everything so i'm not complaining it's just you know yeah. we have to compare it to the to, to stranger things one yeah and then we have um uh, Eleven and Hopper when they have their their argument. I really liked this stuff here because yeah. you know he has to be the dad, and you gotta you know not under my roof you won't. And but it's like she's a super powerful being yeah. who's also a child. And I mean we've seen similar things to this before, where like you know children can be scary. Uh, but it's a really great back and forth with the child having their uh, kind of tantrum, but they have all this power behind it. Uh, so I thought I really liked how everything played out uh, and the back and forth they have. Yeah, this is why I don't have like I this is why it isn't really an issue. The first few episodes where it doesn't make sense because we get to this and this makes so much sense and they're doing so well. So so, yeah, it's it's really nice. And then the day after when he's kind of like. He's at the door, and we're gonna have the scene of like, "I'm sorry, kid," but but then he's like, "No, she went out. She's in danger now, and I have to go and deal with this shit." And so, and I'll, I'll talk to her later. I, I, he wants to apologize and make it better, and then they're just separated after that due to all these circumstances coming up. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's good moments, and as you said, her like, because he's like, "Well, if she just says no, I have to." enforce it even harder than if she was a real kid like there's no like if i don't have any authority then i may as well leave then we can't have any type of relationship or like yeah like otherwise i'm just a hostage of this girl if i don't like add more weeks or i thought he was gonna kick the tv like right in the tv face but well and plus like even though you know you're pretty sure nothing bad bad's gonna happen but like a part of me is also a little afraid for Hopper because we know Eleven can snap people's necks and she has this power Mm -hmm. Uh, and even even if I'm not thinking she's like an evil being she's just a kid and you never know like that that emotion can take over and plus all the trauma she's been through Uh, so yeah yeah it's it's some nice tension and it, it makes sense and it's you know the stuff we've seen as far as whether it be in our own lives or in other TV shows and movies, the old, like, laying down the law, I'm the parent, but what are you supposed to do when you kind of don't have all the power that you should have? uh, Yeah. Yeah, and especially because they're both going through shit that the other person doesn't know about, and it feels like Eleven is, like, really close to breaking down and, like, why doesn't Mike like me anymore? Like, that's the real, or one of the real issues, and her being locked up and, like, all these frustrations make perfect sense, and it makes sense why they're coming into conflict like that. Um, so, yeah, I liked it as well. What's going on else? You know, we got Nancy doing her little sting operation, going to, to meet uh, Barb's parents, except, of course, they're not, because it's full of agents who... I, all, I, I thought it was going to be, you know, all, even the kids. Everyone's an agent. We're all agents here. And then they just get walked off. That's essentially what happens. Uh, they get taken to the science place. Yeah, taken to the science uh, place where they're going to, like, kind of try to... Like, they're trying to reason with them, but in a, like, threatening manner, basically, laying down the law of, like, well, this is what we're doing. We're keeping back the bad stuff. And 
you know, we're here for your protection. And if you said anything and messed this all up, what's going to happen to everyone? And but uh, and I love the I love the way they wrote that of like just the the go. I mean, we know it's coming because he's this nice guy, but he's also got to threaten you. And but it, just the way it worked out in the end when he's like, you know, so these weeds, and that's why we have to stop the truth from spreading. And he's like just like these weeds and like they're burning them and they're clearly saying as well like we're gonna set fire to you if you don't shut yeah. the fuck up but you're being polite about it uh so they did that well um and what else we got going on well dustin has hidden dart mm. but the like everyone else is still kind of looking for him digging through the trash and whatnot yeah and uh like, I mean, Dustin still thinks there's some sort of glory in having. And, and I guess he kind of has a bond. He, pr- he made a promise, like, I'll protect you. I'll protect yeah, that's, thing that's, that's, why, be- <laughs> that's why I was saying that what comes up later of him, like, yeah, it was all to protect or no, all to impress a girl. It's like, no, we know it wasn't. So stop acting like you care about the girl now. And we know you only care about the monster. I guess it makes sense that it flips because, uh, I mean, this... Her, his, his story here kind of ends with uh, it's being transformed again or metamorphosing upwards. It's uh, evolving in Pokemon style into a mini Demogorgon. But I really thought, I mean, because he'd been so irrational in his liking towards it already, I, I seriously thought he was like, Dart, I'm, I, you're, you're, you're a Demogorgon, but you're going to be good. I'm going to yeah. call you a, a goody Gorgon. And then he just gets killed or something. Or... Yeah, so that's kind of like because he he didn't cl- have a clear turning of like, fuck, I'm gonna kill this thing. It just kind of comes out later that I'm 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 willing to to give you the old hockey stick down into the basement and then go get a friend with a bat and we're just gonna sort this shit out. Um, I guess I mean it does make sense because he did kill the cat and everything. Yeah, um, it, just, it ends with him finding like. He leaves it in the tank, but clearly it's growing at a faster rate now. Yeah. So by the time he gets home, the tank is broken, and uh, we get a nice graphic scene of the Demogorgon, uh, the the mini Demogorgon eating eating his cat, uh, yeah. which is kind of a bum out. But hey, what are you gonna do? It's always a bum out when animals die, when pets die in shows. Yes. Um, so this is also where. Uh, it, yeah, Lucas tries to talk to Max and there's some stuff going on there where she's upset about not finding out any of what's going on. I'm trying to remember if this is the episode where they're in the arcade or if that's the next one. Like where I he actually think it's yeah. this. Maybe it is. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Are they? No, that's next episode. That's okay. Right. But are they when when Max's brother is like, don't hang out with people like that. Are they playing off of racism here, but they just don't go there or yeah or or is he just that much of a bully like just don't hang out with people like i i couldn't tell if they i i mean there's it's there no matter what just because he he is a black kid and she's a white girl so when he just says it even without describing it i guess there's subtext there obviously but is that on purpose yeah that's what it is i don't i can't imagine like that's not a they didn't they wrote that they know what knew what they're doing so i mean maybe he would have been acting the same with another kid but it's not another kid so this is what the show's decided to do uh i guess that i mean i haven't finished the season yet but so far i guess it uh i guess it makes sense it's kind of weird and messed up and it's totally on the level of this one-dimensional character uh who the brother is so uh guess it adds up 
Well, yeah, because I forget what specifically happens from my notes here, but I just put Max's older brother is the worst guy and not yeah. in the way they want. But not but I put not in the way like he's not I'm not thinking he's the worst because like the writing's good and he's like this Yeah, yeah. Ah, I hate like a like a Joffrey or something like that from Game of Thrones. It's yeah. just fucking when he shows up, I'm like, oh, oh all right, here we go. What evil thing is he gonna do? Um well, yeah, on the other hand, my note is, and we already talked about this, but my note on this episode on this character is, that bad boy, his hair looks like such terrible shit, is all <laughs> I wrote. And I mean, that's maybe that's why I'm not uh, distracted by his acting. I can't just can't pay attention to anything else when he's yeah, on screen. I, I don't even, I guess I wouldn't even fault the actor. It's not so much oh, yeah. bad that he's doing. It's just, I, I, I'm, I'm totally for the idea of, they have these greater than these these larger than life villains, obviously, because they're these interdimensional monsters. But then also showing like, let's not forget the human villain. Mm-hmm. But having this one note human villain comes off just weak, no matter what, even against a monster. You know what I mean? Because it's just too like whatever, like. I could just roll my eyes at him. It doesn't really matter. But I mean, but. at this dart, the demigorgon has more layers <laughs> as a villain. So I agree. And I mean, even in season one, Steve wasn't even like the... There were bullies, right? There was a bully thing at a quarry that felt Stand By Me-ish in, in, in Stranger Things 1. And that had more going for it than this because he doesn't have anything else to do i mean there's those three kids who pop up in halloween masks and they make sense that they're that flat they literally have like three lines of like you fucking freak man and then that's just there for a very simple reason to get joyce to look at the videotape but yeah this character is uh not not super three-dimensional of course uh as we as we've gone into at length but uh what also happens in this episode is um uh, eleven starts her journey away from hopper and towards her mother, because she, while cleaning up the mess, as he orders her to do, uh, she finds all these files hidden underneath, which is like Vietnam and all sorts of, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I feel like those are the X-Files. I feel like later when the X-Files happen, that's in the same universe, and he's just been gathering stuff, I guess. Uh, that's how I read that. But yeah, he has the Terry Ives file. Um, so, of course, Eleven reads that, and... Um, tries to contact her with her powers yep tries to reach out and find her because she can find people um and then with will i mean he started the drawing i mean we we get more into the drawing stuff in the next episode i'm just trying to see if there's anything else we missed with like joyce will and hopper i mean he doesn't want to go to the doctor and she promised no doctors uh even though it's like he's got below temperature and (laughs) clearly some wrong stuff some, there's some bad stuff going on he's like near death uh but you know no they they they're gonna stick with it they're gonna figure this out on their own quick thing i don't i didn't see her put her hand on his forehead at any point and i mean maybe that's a stupid thing to note but isn't that like naturally what you do if you notice yeah. that and i'm also complaining as you know as we keep going into these cultural differences but this thermometer has all these numbers on them and i'm like 
seems about right. Yeah, that's... Or, or rather, I'm like, that's so fucking hot. He's boiling. That's the problem because it's in Fahrenheit and we use Celsius. Uh, so I don't know what that... Like, obviously, they say what it is. I don't have an issue with it. But I just feel the natural thing in any situation is to, like, feel your son's skin if it's yeah, cold. Feel. Yeah. She doesn't really do it. But more importantly, with Hopper, he's like, they're all vines. And then he runs off like a moron, like the biggest dumb person in the world. Like, it makes sense as far as going out to dig. Then he jumps into the tentacle of, or vine as he calls it, of, and I mean, we'll get more into this in, in the next episode, but he just jumps out down in there, doesn't have a rope or nothing, and it's like, he's, he's not... Is he great right at climbing? Is he going to get out of there? This goes even more for our other characters, but, like, what was the plan here? He doesn't yeah. even have... There's not, like... It's not like Will Byers what? is missing, and he's like, I have to go find Will Byers. The motivation for going is to check it out, I yeah. guess? And no one knows where he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, he just hops in, just because he just hops right in. Uh, I, went, I, I, I This is the most si unimportant side note ever, but I, the other day... I found a piano, an abandoned piano, and I decided I didn't want, like, I wanted it, but I would need to take it home in parts. I was going to build a shelf out of it or something. But the thing is, I didn't want to carry bits home, like, in the middle of the day, because I would look weird carrying bits of a piano. Um, so in the middle of the night, I went down to this old industrial area, and I was going to take this bit of the piano that was already loose and I realized I didn't tell anyone where I went and I, that was the scariest place ever where it's just, I have my flashlight and I'm like oh yeah I haven't seen this with my eyes I only see these in horror movies of like this flashlight moving and this old industrial area where literally I could be murdered at any point so I sent a message to a friend saying if I get murdered this is where I went um, he doesn't have that technology but having this revelation of, like, vines, baby, he can't, like, expand on that even just a little. Like, oh. And also, what he should have said pumpkins. It's all the pumpkins. Like, yeah. that that's the connection he should have made. I don't know where this word vines, it, like, how it becomes a revelation for him. Shouldn't he said roots because they're underground? I don't know. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I mean, I get he's a, you know, manly hero man. Uh, but it, it was a bit much that he just kind of rushed out. I mean, it would be, you know what, if he just rushed out and dug and then saw it, it'd be like, okay, we get it. I get that. But yeah, it was like kind of fighting back from him as he's like digging through. And then he finally like punches through it. And then he's like, I'm going to go in here. <laughs> gonna jump yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. Which let's go into the next episode then. Cause that's, you know, what, what's starting. And I wrote the sheriff is so stupid going into the vine without even a Japanese face mask, you know, like they have in front of their, front of their faces there and i i because this weird stuff is floating in the air that's around these portals and even if i didn't know that was supernatural i wouldn't want to breathe that floating shit in and yeah. he knows it's like from a darkness dimension and he doesn't even go like this he doesn't put his t-shirt up in front of his mouth or anything so yeah and then because not only that yeah because he's been there before uh but he had like a suit on when he went there before and even then, like, yeah, he doesn't cover up. And then he keeps stopping to look at the things that are clearly going to blow stuff into your face. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> clearly these flowers that are going to, even if they don't specifically just breathe in your face, it, something's about to burst. You could tell it's about to open up. And I know they're kind of doing, like, it's kind of like aliens, reference, like, yeah. reference, like aliens. 
But like for for Hopper to just be like, oh, what is that? <laughs> what is going on? I can't believe it. And then he stumbles into another one in a slapsticky type manner and falls to the ground. Or well, he does figure out the fire bit first, but then manages to. He's trying to cut his way out and everything. But I mean, even just knowing that you're in a tunnel made of living, slithering walls, he, he does realize he should mark where he's going, but he doesn't in any way mark where he came. Like, there's he doesn't realize it might close. He doesn't like even if he just left a rope hanging, it would have. You know, and that could have been cut off by the vines or whatever. That would have made it seem more logical, I feel. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, he leaves. He does leave a cigarette behind at one point. Um, but it, yeah. it, the, the show almost makes it seem like it's going to get swallowed up because you see the ground moving. And we, we've already seen the hole close up, but then he drops the cigarette and we see kind of like vines moving around it. I'm like, oh, they're just going to take his cigarette. They don't, luckily. Maybe they don't smoke. They just quit a little while ago. They're smoke like, is for losers. Yeah. <laughs> this is the tentacle monster. But uh, anyway, I'm not going to complain because this all leads to uh, our, our our good friend Bob coming in, <laughs> saving the day again uh, because he's kind of showing up. Um, well, I mean, I don't know if this is completely in order because Will also comes uh, to hang out uh, yeah, to, no, get, yeah, to yeah, gather Will's more info. There. Will's been yeah. there and he's been kind of hanging out with Mike. Yeah. Well, still kind of figure he's still doing the drawings and they're trying to figure it out and then yeah bob shows up and they play with the idea that he's just going to get sent away because she comes mm -hmm. out to meet him and it's like she's got her crazy house back that she had uh, <laughs> in the first one and it's like oh no he can't see the crazy house and you know he's just there to like hey check on up be a good guy maybe we'll have some lunch maybe we'll hang out and he yo he brought no he brought the mind games or whatever yeah yeah like, it always helps me when i don't feel well <laughs> and that kind of is like opens it up for Joyce to be like, oh, we could use you. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he gets brought in and, you know, I love his levels of like trying to figure out what's going on and really being extremely reasonable and then taking them aside, uh, taking her aside to like, yeah, but seriously, this is a bit strange. Like you're, <laughs> this is kind of a stranger thing than I've seen from you before. And everyone goes, wow, the line, he said it. Um, but yeah, then he, I mean, it's almost uh, like comical. Well, it is comical. It's it's like, but it's almost like sitcom -y, the way he's like, and it's like, this is so crazy. Hey, is that that lake? And then he just. Yeah, no, it is great because he's doing what you're supposed to do where he's like, well, come on. I need to know more about what's going on. But then he gets caught up in the puzzle and figuring yeah. it out. And he's like, wait a minute, that's like Lover's Lake, and that's blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and it's it's cheesy, but I love the line when he's they're like, that's the X. And he's like, what's at the X? Pirate treasure or something? And I'm like, yeah, he's in Goonies. That is what's at the X. It's pirate treasure. <laughs> this is so great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they they do realize that it it doesn't go over water these uh, these things, uh, so so it's a map of Hawkins going around all the lakes and things, um, mm. and that's how they locate uh, Hopper. So yeah, well done, Bob. This episode is the one where yeah, Max goes to the arcade, and Dig Dug is out of order, and we find out it was a ruse by Lucas, so he can because she, she won't talk to him and then they could be at a safe place in private and he decides to tell her what's going on and fill her in on the story and the Duffer brothers use this opportunity to have Max be their critics 
and make the comment yeah. like, oh, I love the story, but you know, I wish it just had a little bit more originality. It's pretty derivative. So yeah, I yeah, I, enjoy when creators get to throw those little digs in, uh, the, the, like, the digs they've heard. I mean, it's cell. a fine line because I hated Davos saying, thought you'd still be rowing, matey. Yeah, so <laughs> like, you can fuck it up. But in this case, it actually tracks because she's being told a story that she thinks is bullshit. So it's not just a reference. It's not just oh, what about Barb? Like it's actually it, it actually adds up. So I, I I am able to stomach it when it doesn't actually break the illusion of you watching a show and enjoying a nice fictional moment. So uh, that was a good that was a good one. Of course she doesn't believe it, and uh, although I mean, in a that... weird way it's one of those things that, her not believing it. Although I guess she could think that Dart was just a weird lizard. But in a weird way, I'm, it's like, if you saw this weird lizard, you're in. Like, we're all in. We know something's going on. Tell me the story. Yeah, but she only saw the, like, the, the pre-evolution version. She didn't see the uh, face open up. So yeah. uh, I feel like I, didn't, I don't know. Like, um, Dustin's done all this research. I don't know what lizards exist or if it's a weird frog lizard creature. You know, these boys are weird. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it would have been. Uh, a, I don't know. She has. She has just like our friendly conspiracy theorist matchmaker. Uh, he. <laughs> I see you shaking your head. But yeah, just like just like he concludes that Jonathan has trust issues. Her brother basically exists to give her issues. So uh, one of those issues is, and that's you know not the. It's not the best part of the show, but that she, there's no way she's going to believe this shit uh, just based on everything in her life uh, going on. So, yeah, she doesn't believe it, of course. And uh, but but I did. I mean, I still I like the moment. She doesn't believe it goes out. But then she at least sees something in Lucas's eyes when he's like, you're going to get us killed when he says it like the third time. And she's like, has some doubt there. That's a really nice turning point for that whole scene, I felt. I do. I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, yeah, in this episode, is it when well, I know Jonathan and Nancy are at the hotel at first and they're like, oh, deja vu. Huh? Here we are again in this moment. Uh, but then they get in like a like a fight because it comes out like, uh, you know, I thought we were going to be together, but I had to I had to look out for Will. Uh, Will needed me. And then she's like, I waited. And he's like, yeah, like a month. And then they get all like mad. Uh, then they yeah. meet uh, dumb Brett Gelman as the conspiracy theory guy. I don't like him, and I don't like this character, and I don't like the wacky tone that it takes. Mm -hmm. It's like a weird cartoon when they're around. Uh, I mean, it plays a little bit into the next episode as well because it becomes the wacky, like, will they, won't they, like, moonlighting, basically, or all the famous, you know, will they, won't they is from TV shows in the past. Uh, but I'm always just rolling my eyes whenever it cuts back to these people and what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind the uh the the conspiracy theorist as much as I did the uh will they won't they or honestly I didn't really mind that either. I just didn't care about it. Um so it's it didn't really it it didn't feel really jarring to me, but it also it wasn't engaging for me. Um but I guess yeah, I was I I I didn't mind when they were like mixing drinks even though as you, it is cartoony, but um Maybe it's all the sound effects I, were com I was complaining about, but they've actually set the tone for some cartoony shit happening. Like, he's, when he got all the bubbles and, like, yeah, it's a, a little more palatable. <laughs> so I actually didn't mind that. I, 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 I can understand about, not uh, liking it, though. 
and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but what about the, how was the pullout last night? <laughs> yeah, I don't know at that point. Um, I don't know what to think about the tone here. Uh, I guess it was I mean, on it's, point. <laughs> it's fine, but I guess you, you summed it up better than I have. It's not so much that I hated it so much. It's just, I don't care. And it gets that stuff gets annoying to me because then I feel like I'm wasting my time. I, I honestly I, didn't. I didn't realize that I didn't care until the whole will they won't they was resolved with a they will, and I was like, "Hmm, what's Steve up to?" Like, I don't like. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, that's what I assumed after last season. And if it didn't happen, like they they didn't maybe have time or no, they they chose to spend their time otherwise, and we didn't make these characters likable in this season. We did a bit of that last season, even though Jonathan was being a creep sometimes, and Nancy, I don't know what she was doing, she got Barb killed, and yeah, she feels sorry, like, guilty, but now she's like, yeah, th we just didn't get on board with it this time around, so it just didn't do that much for us, I think. And then, um, it's, it's dumb, but it's like Eleven is, we just cut to Eleven and she's in a truck, she's in... <laughs> She's just in some guy's truck. Yep. But I guess she hitchhiked or whatever. And I guess, hey, it's the 80s. That's a more common thing. And at the, at the very least, if it's a creepy serial killer, Eleven can defend herself. But still, it's just kind of like she just got a truck ride somewhere. <laughs> she just hopped. Uh, she put her thumb out and thumbed. All right, fine. I don't need there to know everything that yeah. happened. I guess I'll. I'll well, the, <laughs> the reason it worked for me was they they worked it in not very subtly, but like you tell your mother you're real sorry for running away. Like that's why I bought it, and I I would not have liked if the guy was like hey, hey, ass or grass. Like um, because again, it makes it feel more like a real world. Like that guy's more sim sympathetic than uh, than fucking Mike's parents, as you pointed out. Uh, that they don't even know what's like they don't care about their children at all uh, but this like there's okay people out there in the world which is nice to remember when all the other regular people are like yeah like uh, Max's brother so yeah but and yeah then, she arrives to uh, to her mother's place yeah I, I I forget if it's in this episode or the next episode where we get more into that I just did have a note that like I was just like 11s with a truck driver now <laughs> uh and uh i mean they do get to save hopper um it's kind of a cheat because it's one of those things where he's like getting sucked up by the ground mm -hmm. and then it feels like it's been way later until they come and i feel like he just would have been dead but what are you gonna do he's hopper he can't be dead yet so i was never really concerned that mm -hmm. he was that something bad was gonna happen to him but it was just i felt it was more of a cheat because he was supposedly being strangled by the vines, like sucking him into the ground because they say something like that when they get there. And I'm like, well, if he, he was they're strangling him very slowly, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like an hour. <laughs> I mean, it's a much smaller scale and less uh, offensive version of what's been happening in Game of Thrones. And this is not a Game of Thrones spoiler if you don't uh, if you're not up on that, dear listener. But it's like a character makes a dumb choice and then they like they end up in a crazy situation and they get out of it and it's like yeah we we knew he wasn't going to die but if he died at that time it would have made even less sense because we weren't on board with the original choice it wasn't really character driven it was just kind of like well now he goes in there because you know the next thing we want to do is figure out what the map is uh which feels like mm, 
yeah, it's kind of like he should have been dead, or you know, why why are the vines going over him? What what is the goal of the vines? Uh, that would have been good to find out at any point here. Um, but yeah, there's no no real new new stuff going on there except that they figure out where it is, which, I mean, it doesn't really matter that much. I mean, it's interesting to watch them figure it out, but the fact that they're like, oh my god, it's a map! Like, we knew that when he said vines. Like, we knew that we knew what that was, so it, it doesn't feel super dramatic. Um, so, yeah, and then at the end, uh, the, the science brigade just kind of bursts in there and uh, starts flaming, flaming up all that shit, so that's, this is why um, Will falls over this time, screaming it's because of the fire. And again, yeah. Mike is just there, like in these episodes in five and six, he's just there. There's even this like scenes where uh, Will is kind of staring off or having a vision or something, and then like Mike all of a sudden is like, "Buddy, you there?" And it's like, "Oh shit, Mike was here all along." It's like when you're playing a role playing game and you forget a side character. It's like, "Oh shit, Mike's here," and he used to be the main character. Yeah, it kind of stinks because I really like Mike, and um, but they have to sideline him for eleven because you know right now his only existence is 411 they kind of try to have it like mike and will are bonding a bit more like i guess earlier in the episodes like cuz when they're hanging out in candy and stuff yeah. uh, but it doesn't go much go to much place and, and and like you said he's just kind of you forget he's there but he's there with will uh and there is a nice little moment when like they're kind of running out, but Hopper goes back for his hat, very much like an Indiana Jones yeah. move, which yeah. uh, I enjoy. And yeah, it does show that we see Will's connection because as they're burning the underground vines, Will's reacting to it, and uh, he doesn't like that heat, doesn't like that fire, and he's being he's being burnt all over. Yeah, and I'm I'm not gonna say that I need everything to be twists and turns, and because it's kind of in this genre of familiar things and referencing things that we're already know, we we already know that means we're gonna figure out a lot of stuff before the characters, but it's just taking away some of the tension and the mystery that like when he starts drawing that thing where we know it's going to be put together into vines and like we we know it's a map before they figure out it's a map and when they burn that thing it takes them it's not until the next episode where they kind of burn it some more let's figure out if this is actually doing that and i like i get why that scene's there i'm just saying there isn't a mystery in my opinion in this show anymore so that's kind of a bit different from last season. We're we're lacking one of the driving forces then. And and that's one of those scenes because uh, I bet we're basically in episode six now. That's one of those scenes where they get heavy on the flashbacks again, and it's just take it's we, we don't really need it because mm-hmm. they're talking. They're like it's like a virus and a hive and there are connections and it's just then it's cut into this and this and this. And it's like, no, we know. We we've we knew that. We've been known that. <laughs> that that's the worst one I've seen because it's the doctor explaining to Hopper and Joyce what like it's like a virus, as you said, and then it shows us the tentacle monster and like Will being devoured by the darkness. And Will being devoured by the darkness was in the upside down. No one saw that except him, and he didn't even see that. So yeah. him having a flashback to that, yeah, I could maybe swallow it. But if you're just showing it while two other characters or three other characters are like explaining it to each other, none of them have seen these things. That means I, I hear you, filmmakers. You are just doing this for us. 
and you're either doing it to, to set the mood, and again, the mood would work better if you just had a creepy scene with the doctor explaining that your child is a fucking mental virus that's, you know, spreading or whatever. And no, they, they just do that, and it's, like you were saying, it feels like they're like, you're not smart enough to put this together on your own, are you? And that's like, yeah, you do that when you reveal a mystery. And when we just, like we just said, there is no mystery. We already got it like episodes ago. Yeah, we're there. We're, we're with you. Let's just keep 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 on chucking along there, Duffer Brothers. You don't need to show us all this stuff. But yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know whose idea it was to do that, to do some of these. And they do a few more before the season's out, but uh, it's, not, cool. it's not a good idea. This is a great I, show. You don't need yeah. to... You don't need. I, I just have a feeling. Then this is all just going off a of feeling. Uh, obviously, I have no insights into the production, but I have a feeling this is just some idiot that's like, no, no. You know what? We should do this. Some guy that doesn't get why the show's popular, and he's telling everyone like, no, we need to have flashes here. We need to remind everyone what's going on and what he's talking about. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like they should have enough clout to get to do what they want, and it makes me feel like they're doing it, but they're not like the Duffer brothers or they, because, you know, it's in the episodes that they've directed and everything. So they, I like not, I don't think they're, I think it's in their mind. <laughs> I'm psychoanalyzing them now, now, but yeah, my thinking is they haven't really considered why and they should tone it down as we were saying, like, just take one step back. You don't have to blast at full cylinders like i was saying with the audio effects as well like you if you just step it back a little bit you're gonna retain some more realism um but yeah i, I also while i was writing these notes i i thought i remembered us talking about something similar in season one i'm sorry stranger things one and i don't know i haven't re-listened to our coverage but i i feel like there was like one scene like that unless i'm thinking of a different show where where it was kind of the same thing of like flashes of something we didn't really need but explain it it reminds me of like i don't know if you've seen well have you seen donnie the movie donnie darko yeah have you seen the director's cut uh no no cuz i heard it's should. really it's bad and yeah. and just because it tries to do stuff like this, it tries to overexplain things and like overdo it. And then you start to get the sense of like, Oh no, you don't know why people like this. Like you, oh, that's so weird. Um, so yeah, it, it reeks of that. Uh, I, I think it was when they were like meeting the mother last, uh, I mean, in stranger things one, when they were meeting the mother, I feel like they were intercutting it with things that they wouldn't have seen. I think, I right. think so. Because as well, in Chapter 5, before moving on to, to the last one we're talking about today, um, like Eleven does a lot of her stuff with her mother in this episode. She tracks her down and convinces her aunt to get to come in. And we get the whole flashback thing, which is, in a way, it's it, like it's not... We've already explored this. We know what happened, kind of. But it totally makes sense as far as her seeing her mother's fate... Um, to me, it makes sense anyway because of where she's at to actually get to see that cruelty and us getting to see it firsthand too, how stupid and useless her suffering has been and how none of that should have happened and how she was so right. They took away her baby and she was just trying to get it back and now she's just in a chair forever and she's reliving it like in she like she's in fucking preacher hell 
her worst moment on repeat in a fucking crystal um, spinning around. So uh, pretty awful stuff going on there. Yeah, and like you said, I think that's fine because it's affecting Eleven and it's her. Like, we're getting more details on our end, and but it's more about what it means for her. So it's affecting the character. So it plays much better. And you kind of know, like, going in when she's saying words, you're like, oh, no, those words mean something. And it's probably going to be sad yeah. once we know what, like, why she keeps saying those words. Yeah. And, uh, real quick call out. The, the the other reason why I hate Murray, the, the uh, conspiracy theory guy, is because I feel like that's them trying to make a Mr. Clark character for this seat for, for stranger things too. Yeah. But like the Mr. Clark character is awesome and it's like effortless how awesome he is. Cause remember he's we, already great and he's in it almost not at all. Like he's just great where he's at. Um, but yeah, they're, they're kind of similar. Them, like this is them trying to like amp that up and make a funnier character and have this weird tone with, and it just doesn't work for me. Like, Whereas, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about the the drawings and how they're the new version of the Christmas lights. And it's like a middling degree of success. It's not too bad. I feel like this Murray character is there, Mr. Clark, but it's just not it's just not happening, dude. It's not happening. I think you're totally right, because it is like they couldn't get the actor back and they were like, shit, we need someone who's like that. How do we do that? And they they did it this way. And I it's true that last um, last time it was like they were going to him and he was kind of watching a movie with some hot girl and then like he had to send send her away for them to go on their curiosity voyage and he's just kind of supplying them with the basic facts that help them put together the case of what's happening, which had this nice air of mystery as we were saying about it. Uh, yeah, so so I get where you're coming from. Uh, and final note on chapter six, I do love Bob, but honestly, so many people are jumping into these vines without a rope or nothing. So when Joyce goes in, I at least expected her to say, hey, you stay here. And like, even if she doesn't realize it's going to close, like just fucking get a rope or something or whatever. I have to go find him real quick. But then he jumps in too. And I just want to state uh, the science people aren't that bad because without them, it didn't matter if they cut Hopper loose. They all would have died in there. Yeah, they would have. Well, at least this goes back again, though, to like Bob's advice. He still doesn't really know the extent of what things are going on. As yeah. far as he's concerned, this they just happen to stumble upon some underground tunnels or something. But I guess even then the logistics of like, hey, we get stuck down there. What are we doing? <laughs> Probably yeah. would come up. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess kind of getting into episode six and maybe even a little episode five, because I remember specifically the events. Because yeah. meanwhile, Dustin's on his own. And, you know, he's he's di- working on distracting his mom, who's broken up about her missing cat. Dustin doesn't really care that the cat's dead. I, yeah. I, w- I would have expected at least a small scene where he has to, like, dispose of it or something. And he, like, he does. Oh, he d- maybe I missed that then. Yeah. I just remember him, like, distracting her and being, like, uh, pretending he's on the phone and telling her to, like, go, like, search on the other side of town and then leaving the uh like the baloney or whatever to to get it into the the, the cellar but yeah, yeah i, think, I he- think it's in this montage when he's trying to call everyone and he's kind of putting on this hockey gear there's i think he's also burying the cat uh, uh at that point and the i agree with you and the only reason i can stomach him saying to his mother like yeah go look i'm sure she's fine the only reason that works is that 
like he's been so loving towards this creature and now he's hockey sticking it and like sorry you ate my cat like you are done like this is over now this special bond we have um that's i mean yeah but still kind of a dick move and i did like how it was um they show that it's like kind of smart because it knows not to go in the cellar and yeah kind of a nice scene where he's like looking he's looking through like the shed and then the demogorgon's kind of looking back at him and he's got to kind of get the get his uh, bravery going his courage up so he can fight fight back and then one of the greatest choices they decide to make in this show because i was bummed out a lot that they're the groups are splintered through most of the season i get why they have to do that yeah but you want to see especially the kids you want to see the kids rolling deep solving mysteries and fighting monsters yeah a lot of this is them splintered but one of the great aspects of that is now we get to have Steve and Dustin hanging out, and it's a fucking great, uh, great pairing. Uh, here's what I wrote on that. Dustin's so easily the most likable kid on this here show. Steve is also pretty likable at this point. They are a buddy cop duo I can get behind more than Nancy and the brother, who has been a bit underdeveloped for the past few episodes. So yeah, now, <laughs> yeah, I was a little confused about Dustin. Like, now get your bat. I like, I wasn't sure if he was actually gonna kill the creature. And then he's like, go down with the bat, get it over with. And then later he does say, like, it's a demogorgon. Like, we're done. I'm done with this shit. Let's just kill it. So, so I guess it adds up. It's just I didn't, I didn't see him make the turn because it was a cliffhanger when we saw it was a demogorgon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he's made the turn, which adds up for me. So yeah, they they get this. Nice dynamic of him like, do you still have that bat? Come on. And he's getting in the car already. He's like, what? Because he's there with flowers like a schmuck. And then he's telling him, don't let him see you care. Like, it's great. <laughs> well, and plus, I mean, it's they have that moment, too, where Dustin's just swearing at uh, Mike's dad, kind of. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's funny, but that's another one of those where I'm like, Dustin's just, uh, I, like I said, I guess it's kind of warranted because he saved the world. So maybe he would kind of have more confidence now. But because like the, the when the dad's like, oh, haven't you heard? Our kids have moved out or something. And then he's like, fuck you. Thanks for the help. You piece of shit. <laughs> Yo, good garbage. Yeah. And the reason that makes sense is that he is a piece of shit and a garbage person. So it, like that's why he's he's like, oh, language. But he knows he knows he is. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So then they, they're teamed up. They find out that the Demogorgon's shed once again. So it's a little bigger and it's actually kind of torn through the foundation and the brick and into the basically back into the tunnels Mm -hmm. um so they got their mission is they're gonna try to you know track it down and and take it out uh and they they kind of meet back up with uh max and lucas along the way um and Yeah. yeah justin's getting his advice from steve on you know neg the girls to act like you don't care and uh that let that lets you drown in puss yeah, exactly. His words, exactly. as a quote. Um, and yeah, it's. I mean, it's extra good because he doesn't do that at all himself. Like, he's a sweet little sweetie pie. Uh, so he's not doing any of that. But as you say, it's nice to see them rolling deep and go, coming together and, like, making a plan and failing. That's, like, one of the, one of the things you can do to make characters very likable is to have them, like, okay, let's do this. And then it goes to shit. And, like, that, that hasn't really been happening in the other storylines. It's more like, huh, I figured it out. And then you go and you're just dumb and you get trapped by vines. Like, you're, we're not going to like you more after that. Um, so, so yeah, because this, sto- these, this whole 
this whole show is kind of built on mystery solving with like where we bit off more than we can chew monsters are here um the the whole it factor as it were so uh that's really nice and it was a nice twist type reveal that when it was like there's two? Oh, there's more. Oh, this thing that almost killed uh, all of us? They're just all over the place now. And in a way, that's kind of like a video game where like, we beat it. Yes, we beat the boss. And then like, now five of the same one. Um, but still, it makes sense in that moment that it's like, fuck. Yeah, the, the one downside to that, and uh, it, it happens in everything, is when you do the... like. Stranger Things 1 has the Demogorgon. It's like this ultimate big bad, and it's really hard to fight and kill. And now you have like eight of them, but now they're kind of weaker. And I guess, to, to be fair, it's not fully grown yet. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it reminds me of, and it's one of the biggest sins uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer ever, ever uh, pulled was in season seven, they have this uber vamp. Yeah. And it's like one uber vamp, and it's the the most immortal thing ever. And so it takes like multiple episodes. So they finally are able to destroy it. But then by the finale, there's like hundreds of them, but now they're all just kind of fighting them. And <laughs> it's not like yeah. anymore. They're just like hacking heads and fighting them and all that. So it's like good and bad. At least stranger things does have a built in fail safe here because it, there is an excuse that it's kind of like a, like a BB. It's a BB demigorgon. So mm-hmm. maybe it's not fully grown. It's not like the one we've seen in the first season. Yeah, it's a mini Gorgon or, yeah. uh, or something. Uh, it may have and... a name for it, but I don't want to spoil it because it's in a later episode. Never mind then. Um, yeah. It. Who knows? You might have <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, so so they, they do their bit, which is one of the nicest parts because we also get Lucas and Dustin back together and like Max is seeing the truth of it now. Steve's there, bunch of great characters together. Like uh, Mike could have been there. Like Mike could have had something. Like I get that he's with Will because they have their whole bond, but their bond isn't really developed. As you were saying, I really like the scene uh, at Halloween when they were like, fuck you guys, we're going. And then they go and he like, they open up to each other and then there is no dialogue between them for the next three episodes, kind of, except like, well, what are you doing? Oh, it's happening again. Like that, that's about it. So, yeah. yeah. And then mean like, and this stuff with uh, uh, Steve Lucas, Max, and Dustin, it's kind of, yeah, back to basic Stranger Things. It's kids using what they have to fight like these greater, uh, these larger than life villains. And you, uh, like, I had a real sense of danger when Steve's like, ah, don't worry, I'll go out and handle this thing, get like, because they think it's just one and yeah. then he's surrounded. Then I'm like, legit, like, worried. Like way more worried about Steve than when I was worried about yeah Hopper who yeah jumps in a hole like an idiot and falls on a vine and gets sucked into the floor like <laughs> yeah exactly and then uh, oh go ahead I'm sorry I was just gonna say before that there is I assume this is what you were referring to earlier or yeah in our earlier coverage of like we found out the Max's backstory and it's one of those uh, no backstory backstories it's just you know I moved here and I'm not my parents are divorced. Yeah, uh, I couldn't tell if I read it wrong or not because it seemed like in the early episodes that they were trying to hint at some weird mystery with them where it's like, uh, you know, I mean, I know he's like, oh, you're not my sister. Like, get out of here. Oh, you piece of sh- you are a piece of shit. But 
Uh, you don't need to be hanging out with other pieces of shit. But then it's just like, oh, no, it's just his, it's her stepbrother and parents divorced. And now they live together. And it's the Brady Bunch. Here's what I think that that feeling was probably enhanced by them going like they're following her and like, what's the deal with this new kid? Because they're trying to figure out who has the high score on the game machines that you put money in and play, which doesn't matter forever in the show after that. So that's why they built that up of like following her around like, "Hmm, what's going on? But we have to remember that was in the early part of the season when they were still ha 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 kids being kids all is normal here um so so there was some mystery there and then yeah the rest of it i didn't get really a mystery sense except when he like just the way they were dropping hit like bits and pieces it felt like hints when they were like don't call her my sister to to some girl and then like later it's like well yeah because they're like half sister they're step step Oh no, not half, just step step siblings. Yeah, just, and I was like, yeah, it's not very dramatic. Um, but also it's I I guess it makes sense because she needs to have a moment to open up to Lucas so they can connect and hold hands and be scared of the monster together. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, Will doesn't remember certain things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, like he doesn't remember Bob, but he remembers like his mom. And then that gets into like the virus hive and they're looking at his brain scans. And it's of course, it's all these scenes are always going to be like, here's what he looked like a month ago. Here's what he looks like two weeks ago. Here he is now. And you always know it's going to be, oh, you see all that red stuff? There's probably going to be lots of red stuff. And yeah, I have no, we don't know what that red stuff is. I'd like, they don't really say like, this is the baddie part that's all red and bad, like a traffic light. And there's more. And we're like, shit, there's so much red stuff. Like, I feel like I'm a scientist. <laughs> and uh, uh, it does, it builds up this, like, I was surprised. They, they do take this turn with the Paul Reiser character. Because even though, like you said, in the beginning, you're like, okay, he's a pediatrician. He's a good doctor. He's good with Will. But then we see that he's also working with the evil scientists. But then I guess they're doing kind of like a Steve because he is also legit kind of like we, uh, you know, we don't want to do anything because we could kill this child or like we could hurt this child. So we don't want to burn everything up. And it was surprising. Maybe it's not even earned. Maybe it's a little lazy to have him all of a sudden think that way because you would just assume that all those guys would be like, greater good, it's for the greater good. So sacrifice one child to save the world, we'll save the world. Yeah, that's also why I like that, that it was like... I mean, yeah, exactly. As you said, he's introduced as this thing, but I wouldn't have... Li- he, he, he Otherwise, if it was just a facade, then it's like, well, it's the same thing again. And now it's like he's actually feels like more of a character because he has that thing going on. And it's fine. Like, the other scientists who are like... Well, he's gonna die anyway. Let's burn. The, we have to burn it. Where are you going? We have to burn the thing. Like they can do that, unlike Billy's. Uh, yeah, unlike Billy, because they're in it for like no time. Uh, but he's in it a lot. That's why he basically fills the same function of like, don't go talking to the other that, that colored kid. That would be like, no, 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 no. Um. So yeah, that's why it makes sense for yeah. for them to be. Well, and plus, it, the weird thing is, it's like what they've decided they're gonna burn it up now. They've they've been working on this long enough that they have like a pulley system elevator to go down to this huge cavern. So it's it's kind of shown that they've already known in a way that there's this these tunnels have been gone everywhere. That's not how I read it. I read it as the pulley being totally new because that's the same room we were in when they were burning stuff and there wasn't a, an elevator thing there before. 
So they just put it together like really fast. Yeah, yeah, they can get shit done apparently sometimes. Yeah, I guess that's fair. You know what? I I'll buy it. I'll I'll yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take it. Uh, I, I I don't get that they. I mean, I mean, I guess it's like they could put in a line like. There was there's granite underneath here. Nothing can beat granite or something. But if if you seriously have this thing right in front of you, wouldn't you like kind of clear out the edges as much as possible and try to get a sample from below and above and around and everything and and yeah. maybe notice that the entire like foundation of the town and especially under you has been carved out by I that that part was a little hard for me to swallow that they were just we're just scientists here. All we care about is science, and then we're terrible at it. We don't know what we're doing. Fire is science, right? Burn the thing. Fire burn thing. Thinking mm. bad. And that's and the other guy's solution. That's also why it made sense to me that the main scientist is like, uh, like this kid has a connection to it. Maybe we can use that because burning doesn't help. We already learned that it doesn't. So that's what happens next, that he's like, I think I can kill it. And they're like, great. And then it's a trap. Yep, it's a trap all along. Will's setting him up, and he tells him a location to go, and then Hopper, it takes Hopper a while to realize, like, wait, that's where I just was. That's where yeah. I almost died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Why would it even be that? It just so happened that Hopper went to the, like, the perfect spot. Bone pit. Like, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, yeah Hopper starts to put it together. Mike, uh, well, Will finally kind of can can uh, speak out, and like the real Will can speak and say like he was made, he made him do it, and it's a trap. Mike tries to run and warn them, and they start to hear the in the distance because all the Demogorgons are there and they're ready to kick some ass. Yeah, which um, oh yeah, because yeah, they come up at the end there. Yeah, yeah, we just mm. see like a hand. The weird thing is though. Do we hear laughter? Is that supposed to be the shadow monster laughing? I uh, swear to God, you hear the <laughs> echo of like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like the shadow monster is like, my trick worked. Ah, 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 ah. Oh. Well, I hope that's what happens. I need to re-listen to it. But speaking of sound effects, this is an equally small thing to complain about. But but this whole thing of like me saying sound effects are exaggerated, I, I, I mostly got over it after a few episodes, but in this episode, I'm going to be very specific again. There, it's, it, there's a scene where um, Steve's in the old broken-down bus playing with his lighter, and uh, Max, I guess, yeah, Max is climbing up the, the ladder to the, to the ceiling of the, uh, yeah, the, the roof of the bus, and Steve's playing with his lighter, and he closes it and opens it, and closes it and opens it, and then when he closes it, it makes a sound like... <laughs> And they use that to edit to the top of the bus. They don't. They don't edit to another place. Like oh, dramatic start. It's uh, they. They take the effect which is in this world. We're in this world, and we're editing like ten feet up. But we super dramatize this effect just to help the editing get up there and make it dramatic. So that's what I'm talking about when I say they do it all the time. It's there's not. It's like continuity editing, and they just bang that in there. Did you find the laughing monster? Yeah, let me see. Let me play the audio. Maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. Let me see okay. if it's laughing. Let me just unmute it here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to be the monster laughing, right? That does sound like a, a big bad monster laughing. I can't I think, deny it. I think it happens again. Let, hold on, let me play it. Let me yeah. Play. Oh. 
We're almost here. Maybe not. Let me take it back again. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of like a like. The audio engineer at Stranger Things th thinks uh, he thinks that he's uh, the next Academy Award winner for creative sound design. I bet the Duffer Brothers were watching this on Netflix and they're like, "Who who is this the final?" And he just snuck his own effects in there. Like, no, nah, it's got to be more dramatic. The, the, the bad guy does he, he's evil. He needs to have an evil laugh, man. That's what yeah, I assume he talks like. In the tunnel laughing. Let me play that one more time here. Yeah, of course. Play it again. I'm just taking it back a little further. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're seeing them all coming. You should go now. Yeah, that, that's the monster laughing. That's the shadow monster. I, I don't, I mean, I want to disagree, but I don't know what could possibly make that sound. Then again, I don't know how a lighter can go like, <laughs> not if it's not lit, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you got you got something there. You caught another one. We, we're catching a lot of interesting stuff here. So anyway, I guess that does uh, kind of wrap up uh, chapter six, right? Kind of? Yeah, yeah, I think we did it. We went through... Uh... Four, five, okay. and six. I do have one. I have one thing I want to say, Jim. Okay. And I don't want you to say anything in response, okay? okay. I want you to shut up, but I would say this because I, I'm going out on a limb here and I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. I'm just saying what's going to happen if this happens. So, uh, Will looks at this. Well, yeah, he says, um, he looks at this map and he says, he doesn't want me to, he doesn't want me to see there. He doesn't want me to see what's there. And I get by the end of the episode that uh, it's because they're going to get murdered there by Demogorgons or whatever. But here's what I wrote, and I want to read your verbatim. Um, when he said he doesn't want me to see there, and I thought of vines catching people and ensnaring them and maybe choking them, but hey, maybe they're still alive. And I wrote this. <sighs> so yeah, I'm just going to say this. I don't even want your reaction. But if that's Barb... Uh, running a nightmare tentacle flesh mech in the heart of this uh, big spider, I'm going to throw up. Just so everyone knows that if that happens in the final episodes, just imagine me running towards the bathroom, but I'm too late. And it just sprays between my fingers and it splatters patterns all over the walls like I'm Jacob Byers over here making next uh, next season's big wall puzzle with this this goo that's going to be all over my wall because because yeah, that that that's that's all I'm going to say on it. That's we're all going to have to decode what the fuck that means if that happens if Barb is running a tentacle flesh mech from the center here and she's like you didn't tell them to I am the and it's like I I don't know what to do if that happens. I I don't know. Uh, that will probably be the end of me. It's gonna be what happened to Jacob Byers. Byers. Uh, he's gonna just gonna be gone after that, and you're just gonna find that and decode it and find out. I'm in, I'm just a, I'm just walked into the lake. I just rem removed my clothing and walked into the lake. Uh, I didn't stop walking even as my lungs collapsed with water. That's my final note on episode six. No comment. Okay, good.
<laughs> Fuck. Oh my god, everyone. I hope. Uh, well, we're not going to talk about it until I finish watching. So thank you all for listening to our coverage of episodes um, 4, 5, and 6 of Stranger Things. We're going to return a bit later uh, in the week with the final episodes. Yes. Uh, yeah, until then, please do subscribe to shows which you know on YouTube. That is where we do our live streams. You can also get us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Just search for shows which you know. Uh, don't search for the Stranger Things podcast because we haven't made that feed yet. But hey, you can go to StrangerThingsPodcast.com because we are the Stranger Things podcast. If I said anything else, I apologize. Yes, StrangerThingsPodcast.com. That's where you can find us. You can f- And uh, you can also go to ShowsWhatYouPnow.com, but... Either way, just go to StrangerThingsPodcast.com and be on the lookout for our coverage of the final three episodes of Stranger Things 2, anxiously awaiting Stranger Things 3. Mm. And uh, make sure you submit a review on iTunes of shows which you know, and you can recommend a show that we can watch, and we are contractually obligated to watch it. Yes, and we do. I, I know we say that, and we haven't actually made any uh, of those yet but uh trust us we are catching up on shows and i also wanted to mention uh dear listeners thank you for leaving reviews that just aren't uh like aren't just to pump your content like your favorite show content out of us because we requested this and then most of the reviews we've gotten have just been talking about how great the show is and i want to make it clear if you don't have a specific show you want to ask us to do that's also fine uh you could just leave a really nice uh review i'm gonna read one real quick just to give you an example here uh we got one from lovely nicks which says, this is hands down the greatest TV review podcast ever. Stop watching those fake nerd review shows and check out the real deal. Yeah, you hear that? We're like Bob, we're the real deal. Jim Scampoli and Jacob Burrows give honest and in-depth breakdowns of everything TV has to offer, from Game of Thrones to gems like Spaced. If you, oh, okay, he did do one. <laughs> if you <laughs> could do a review of Firefly, I'd be really stoked. It's my favorite show, and I'd like to hear your opinions of it, on it, being uh, as, as we're such big fans of uh, Joss Whedon's other shows. Uh, does it still hold up now? Does it deserve a reboot? I need to know. So, okay, that became an example of what you can do uh, in requesting a show. So now we're going to do a Firefly There's episode. one other one you can read that doesn't do that, the one right below that, if you have them up. Kristen writes, shows what you know is muy excelente. Jim and Jacob work very well together and have a, such a fun discourse. They've always got interesting takes on shows, and neither uh, one of them has ever led me astray with a recommendation. I take their TV word as gold. Yes. Hmm. Very nice. You can also leave a review on Stitcher. I know we're asking you to do a lot of things here, but uh, you want that Stranger Things content, that's what you got to do. StrangerThingsPodcast.com. Much appreciated. Uh, Check us out. uh, Stranger Things are eating our Eggos, eating our KFC, getting our Arby's or whatever else they're going to sell to us. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about the Stranger Things uh, KFC uh, collab there, but uh, we'll do it in the final one, I bet. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for hanging out, everyone. Keep an eye out and see you later.